We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Um, so, welcome. Happy Thursday. We are almost Hola. there. This is the never-ending week for me. I don't know about everybody else, but it feels like it should have been Friday yesterday. And um, I'm just struggling to get in, get, get, um, get through it, Joe. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, here we go. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, you guys kept me up late last night. Joe, no, we Joe the Joe and Tyler after party. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, God. geez, I'm crow. Talk about social networking. Golly, our social, social distance networking. That's, that's <laughs> did last night after the show. Uh, that's not a anyways, thing. Uh, had a blast. It is now. Bet me. Yeah. Boom. So, hey, had a great time with Tyler last night. If you didn't listen to the show with Tyler, pretty much relevant still. Pretty much would be pretty relevant probably for a while, actually, for a little bit. Um, yeah. So, anyways, talked a lot of football. He was um, very talkative. <laughs> so, we had a good time. We had a good we time. We all were. Yeah. Well, well me and I, mean, him were, I anyway. did mostly listen, actually. Uh, we got James coming up today. And we still are, you know, planning on the call-in show tomorrow. James is coming up. We're going to talk... You know, James is in New York. We want to see what he's going through there with the whole virus scare and all that stuff. And, and we'll get his thoughts on all of that. What else, Joe? Anything else as far as, like, announcements? The only thing we... I saw that's probably worth mentioning that it was nice to see was, um, you know, as the – there'll be random news every day because as it gets closer to, obviously, the NBA and, and the declaration date for uh, going into the draft, um, there's going to be – you know, people announcing in today, um, freshman Patrick Williams from um, Florida State announced. So that's two Florida State guys in a week. So, okay, yeah. Um, well, we'll get James's. So we didn't get James's thoughts on any of the 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 departures or anything like that. He's been writing for noons and stuff. But if you don't check that out and you haven't, you know, been keeping up with it. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. And plus, you know, maybe he's got something to talk about that we don't. So that's why it's right. nice having having uh, guys like James and Tyler. Uh, and Tyler unexpectedly had some some insight on the Syracuse recruiting, right? The database? I mean, 
That's pretty, yeah. some good. That was a pretty there. cool story. Yeah, yeah, it actually was, and we just fell into that story, which is pretty funny. It was so. pretty random. Yeah, it was pretty random. So anyway, yeah. we are going to first talk about Simply Safe. Look, they're letting criminals out of freaking jail right now due to the virus, which doesn't make a ton of sense. But hey, they're nonviolent, so you know, hey. Yeah, should be they're going right? to quarantine themselves. Should be fine, right? No, no, no issues. Everything should be fine. Nothing to see here. Uh, but if you think that things might not be fine or you just want to be safe in general, well, there's two ways you do home security. One, that's a traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way. There's the Simply Safe way. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensors are the best in the business. They guard the inside the home you barely notice it's there but what's best about simply safe is that it's easy to set up anyone could do it. it takes about 30 minutes to an hour tops there's absolutely no trade-offs for your safety you'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police at your home in a moment's notice 24 7 and it's only 50 cents a day about 15 bucks a month um, that's why the verge calls simply safe the best home security system go to simply safe dot com slash team today that's s-i-m-p-l-i safe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and 60 day free trial you've got nothing to lose go there now simply safe.com slash team that's simply safe.com slash team now one more thing if you own a business there's going to be some prospects out there i imagine there could be some mm. prospects out there. Anyway. Yeah, uh, so guessing after what's if, going on now, if, there will be. In a big pool of prospects, you know, it's it's tough to bring them all in, interview them, weed them out. Well, let LinkedIn do that for you. Uh, the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn <laughs> Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for, so you can get so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly that's how linkedin makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire people with skills qualifications and other interests that will help your business grow it's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with linkedin and why companies rated linkedin jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires the keyword there quality hires <laughs> it's two words, but the key word is quality. <laughs> Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just vi- visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team. Get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Nice. All right. There's the intro music. Oh, pop of the top. Pop of the top on the seltzer. It's the one, the only. Uh, Syracuse Orange Basketball Beat Writer for NoonsMagician.com. And, I don't know, top, uh, Cuse Militia top fan in limbo, maybe. Haven't seen much of James on the Mm. Cuse Militia Facebook page. 
Not sure. Not sure if he still has the badge, guys. But he's here, Papa Tops, with me and Joe. Welcome, James. We have not talked to you since the um, wonderful Wendover UNC, which we all poo-pooed the, the, the pod. You were on the show before, right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. So we None all, of us expected that. Yeah, we got smoked on that on social media, by the way. We never really talked about this. I think we might have texted about it, but that was about it. No, we, we didn't talk about it. So okay. We to bring well, for, first things first, James, you're in New York City. New York City's like, uh, looks like the set of The Walking Dead right now. It, <laughs> what, what, is, what is it like? What is your day-to-day? Kind of just walk me through it. Let me know what's going on, man. Well, first, I guess, I guess. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. My top fan status has been revoked because I've been keeping a pretty low profile lately. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but like I haven't really been on Twitter that much. And I'm usually on Twitter a lot. I really I haven't been on Facebook, so I haven't been commenting on the posts or anything like that. Um, yeah, New York City's weird right now. Like, I, I feel like I'm in, like, an old Western, and you're, you're about to see, like, the tumbleweed, tumbleweed yeah. across the street or something. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like, I'll, I'll be honest. Today's Thursday. I haven't left my apartment since Monday. So I'm, I'm in, oh like, total gosh. hermit mode. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, like, stir crazy. But. James is wearing that. James is wearing a hat, too, and we all know that he has a, he has a, he has a glorious head of hair. Uh, I've, I've been working from home. Unlike and Joe, I have not been doing my hair, so there, there's a reason I'm wearing the hat. That's okay. all I got to say. So, um, you're good but though. I don't have the coronavirus. You're... I don't have the coronavirus. Okay. I'm healthy. Um, I could use a little bit more sun. I think I'm pretty. I'm getting pretty chalky over here. You could know, definitely but... use some vitamin D, bro. It's uh, <laughs> you're a little shiny. In fact, <laughs> I need to I need to turn the contrast down on my on my computer a little bit because oh, it's hard God. to look at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> getting 
roasted, man. We just started the show. I'm already getting- hey, look, I just want to let you know that I knew nothing about this and had nothing to do with this, James, whatsoever. So, <laughs> right. Um, well, no, so, James, Syracuse goes in and crushes UNC in, in dramatic fashion because no one expected it. And, um, you know, I think we all had the sinking feeling, and, and I'm not trying to relive this because we already talked about it, but we didn't hear from you. We all had the mm-hmm. sinking feeling that something was going to go down, and sure enough, uh, the, the, the morning or the afternoon, Syracuse supposed to face Louisville. Uh, after that game, that's it. They called the ACC tournament, and next day after that, they called the whole uh, – or they called the ACC tournament, then they called the NCAA tournament, and then forget it. It's done. Everything's done. Everything's gone. There's no sports at all to be found anywhere. Yeah, today was supposed to be opening day. We got nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Syracuse kind of dodged a bullet, I thought, because they didn't they didn't have to play Louisville the next night. So. You know, <laughs> oh boy. But but no, I mean, I think um, you know a, a good way to go out uh, if you had to go out. That's that's the way you want to do it. Um, you know, you, you end the streak right. Syracuse had lost nine straight to UNC. So you, you end that streak, you go out, you know, you have a great game. Hughes plays great. Um, Marek, Quincy, the, the whole front court played great. Um, you know, just, just really like a great, a great way for Syracuse to go out. Um, I, I think some, some had a better uh, sense than I. You know, I remember recording with, with Bobby Manning um, on the Nudes pod the, on the night of the, the game. And, you know, we, we were thinking like, okay, like there, there's a chance that, you know, tomorrow's games won't get played. I don't know that I leaned that way. I, prob- I probably would have would have said the game would have gotten played, but I did have a sense that that might get canceled. Um, but you know, I mean, we could talk about it too. But I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the way that things ended for Syracuse. You know, um, it, it would have been fun. It would have been nice to see them play Louisville and see what would have happened in that game. Yeah. But you know, I think we all know Syracuse probably would have lost that game, and then he would have went on to play the NIT. So. Uh, I'm okay, you know. I'm. I, I thought I'd be really upset about you know no March Madness and you know no no NIT or whatever for Syracuse, but I, I really wasn't that upset about it. You know, I've kind of been you know more or less like checked out since the season end, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed that you've been really quiet. You mentioned the Twitter thing. Usually, all over Twitter, it's been really quiet. I'm only usually on Twitter for yeah. games. Joe's never on, so if you see Cuse Militia on Twitter, it's usually me. <laughs> So, but Joe Lance doesn't care about Twitter. He's not a tweeter. You know what I'm saying? He tried it. He tried it. He's like, man, did I do it right? And I'm like, no, No, actually, you didn't. All right, okay. (laughs) No, actually, you didn't, Joe. It's not that difficult, and you still didn't do it right. (laughs) So, go, go. Well, let's let's go. Let's start with some of the older news. But get your thoughts. You know, we got um, Goodine transferred to Providence. You've got kind of Jalen Carey, who I know you're kind of close with, in limbo. And mm-hmm. you've, you've got uh, Howard Washington kind of in limbo right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, good eye, that hurts. Um, but, I mean, what do you think about Jalen Carey? I mean, he's in, he's in the transfer portal, but obviously hasn't made it final. I guess, is it, is it final if he doesn't announce it on social media? Is that the question? <laughs> if, uh, if a player doesn't announce it on social media these days, is it actually true? Right. Uh, J- Jalen is out for sure. That, that I know. Um, you know, he's, he's 100% out. Um, Bryson, you know, as, as mentioned, he's out to Providence already. He, he landed pretty quickly, which... Uh, you know, make of that or what you will. And then, uh, yeah, Howard Washington, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, I think, 
he's he's going to transfer somewhere, and I think he'll he'll find a spot where he can play some minutes. And um, you know, two years left, I think he can play somewhere. You know, just a smart player. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of has like that leadership presence about him. Yeah. Um, you know, just a good a good guy to have in the locker room, a good guy to have on your team, and just knows the game very smart, makes the right reads, and sets his teammates up. So he'll he'll find somewhere. But um, as you know, as for Syracuse, I think a, a lot of people were really worried. You know, I think a lot of people were. Uh, you know, it's it seems like anytime anything like bad happens with Syracuse, like after a loss or, or something like this, like the sky's falling, the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is concerning because you lose your depth, and and I definitely, you know, uh, anytime you have three guys go out just like they did right after the season ended, it's, it's a bad look and, and all those sorts of things. But you know, I think it'd be more more telling or, or more worrisome if it was a starter that was transferring out or if it were a situation like that. But you know, these guys weren't getting the minutes they wanted to, and at the end of the day, they want to play. And I just think that's what it comes down to. So you know, they're going to transfer, and uh, you know, Syracuse will have three guards in the backcourt. We'll see what they can do in this offseason. But yeah, as for right now, um, the, the depth's going to take a little bit of, hit, of a hit. But you got Buddy Beheim and Joe Girard coming back next year. So your biggest, yeah. in your opinion, which one of those three is the biggest loss? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I would say Bryson just based on his ability to play defense. Uh, I think that he was the best defender out of that guard group this year. And his offense could have come along. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm not so surprised with Jalen or Howard transferring. I thought Howard would have transferred last year. Um, Jalen doesn't surprise me, you know, really one bit. And then, you know, I was I was somewhat taken aback just by how quickly Bryson transferred and how quickly he was out. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, based on him with the ability to, to stay three years and, you know, I think he's a way better offensive player than what he got to showcase this year. I think it was just a matter of, you know, be, being in the right system with the right fit and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, I think that'll be a big loss for Syracuse is trying to – Try, not not necessarily replace him, but fi- finding somebody who could play defense because we know with the guards up top, you know that's not their strong suit. They're they're really good offensive players, but um, you know the defensive side leaves a little bit to be desired. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And these guys are good. These guys, like you said, I mean, Kerry and Gadine, they were highly rated coming right. out of high school, right? So you know they're going to be able to go to go, go a place. Yep. And I don't know if it was just the fit with Jalen Carey or whatever, but it seemed like. He probably had his mind made up for a lot. I don't want to speak for him, but I mean, if you're going to sit down and process it and you see these other guards leave, then why would you just leave like that? Right. right. And then again, with Gadine, same thing. Um, it, it's crazy how you put your name in a portal and two days later. But, um, <laughs> but you know, the writing was on the wall that as long as Buddy and Joe were the one, two, and they were healthy, then they were going to get the 35 plus minutes. And that doesn't give too much for, for the other, um, the other players anyway and, and i just think too that it's crazy that you go from like middle of the year thinking like man we're gonna have to pick up a big guy like we're just <laughs> to all of a, to all of a sudden now we're not worried about our big guy sadibi kind of took all those thoughts away we know that we could be good with a dolge and a garrier in a in a sadibi backcourt with some of the other centers that we have and now everyone's like oh what are we gonna do about guard what are we gonna do about guard and again barring any you know knock on wood injuries or anything looking at Kadari Richmond coming in and his size and, and how he plays the five to 10 minutes that are going to be available. He's going to be able to eat up. He's going to be good up top. If he, if that's where he's going to be playing defense. And uh, I think um, it'll bring an extra length 
from the top of the two three and and again he'll be able to do what any of these other three guards I think I mean obviously I don't want to say as talented or as good at that point but the five or ten minutes that Beheim needs him to play I think he'll be able to do it sure it's it's funny how you go from having so much depth in the backcourt worrying about the front court to now mm-hmm. it's universal you know overnight you all that depth and now you know you're you're okay with with what you have because if you get you know, the, the Barama Sidibe that you got at the end of the season, the Quincy that you got at the end of the season, and frankly, the Marek that you had in the middle of the season, you feel pretty good about that that front court there. And then you got a guy, you know, like a Jesse Edwards, who if he puts on weight, you know, I think you feel like he's he's pretty capable as the, the backup center. Um, and then we'll see what happens with Robert Braswell. But, um, yeah. you know, you, have, you certainly have the depth there. And, you know, Marek can play the, the four or the five, and, and you have capable players there. But... Yeah, as, as you mentioned, you know, if Kadari comes in next year and he's able to play the top of the zone, he, he seems like he would be a good fit, you know, just 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, uh, really athletic guy at the top of the zone. Um, but maybe you have a little bit more concern over the point guard spot because, you know, as we know, Joe, Joe can play that. I thought he did a really good job, an underrated job, of facilitating the ball this year and taking control of it. Um, but you might ne- not necessarily have someone that, that could play backup. And, and you do worry about... You know, if somebody's ineligible or something happens or if there's an injury, you know, only having three guys back there, that could be a problem. Some tells me that one of Marek's biggest, biggest things that he's going to have to do next year is bring up the ball. <laughs> he's capable. I mean, he's oh, done it. Right? He's like, done that's it. that's, that's, not, not that's really what I'm saying. Offense, but, you know, just just rip a rebound down, get it and go. He's he's more than capable of just getting a rebound and pushing pace. But and, to your point, like you said, if Joe's not in. Or if Joe is going against somebody, he's having a tough time getting the ball up the court. Sure. Who else is that other person? Who is that Elijah Hughes if Elijah Hughes isn't right. there, right? Marek will be able to bring the ball up against any power forward. So, yeah, I mean, and we've done that before in the past. Vanheim's done that before where he's got had forwards bring it up because he yeah. can't trust the guards. So, yeah, great, great point. I mean, what if what if Joe Girard gets an Isaac Likely uh, of, of Oklahoma State, you know, like he did earlier in the year? Uh, now you don't have that Elijah Hughes that's the pressure release that can say, okay, you know, I'll take it up for a possession or two while you take one off, you know. And is Buddy bringing it up? And that's, you know, hey, Buddy Beheim's a very smart player, but, you know, he's not going to blow by anybody. Right. Uh, you know, if somebody's – he's capable of handling the press, right? I mean, he did that this year. He's smart with ball fakes, his uses of dribbles, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that you want him running the the point. You know, he's way better yeah. at shooting guard anyway, hunting down his own shot. And I think that that was kind of a hidden concern with Beheim this year. I thought that that was some of, some of the times why Howard Washington came in instead of Gein was because he needed someone to just go in and just bring the ball up and get the ball up, set the offense, and calm everybody down. Yep. And you talked about how he has that leadership, um, talking about Gadine, or, uh, you know, Howard Washington, I mean, and mm-hmm. how he has that, you know, he's got a high basketball IQ. But we, Joe and I were talking, where, you know, Jalen Carey was one, was the biggest cheerleader on the bench when he was injured this year. You always saw him mentoring guys. You always saw him cheering his team on. He was the first one jumping off the bench. Um, so He didn't look like a transfer on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'm going to miss that. Well. I'm going to miss that. I think, you know, to your point about Godine leaving, I think that might hurt Syracuse more. But – I hate to see Jalen Carey go. We yeah. haven't really gotten uh, – he hasn't really gotten to set his feet in, in, in on the team in Syracuse. He's just been battling the injuries and, and things like that, and he just hasn't gotten a, a fair shot at showing what he can do. And I think – I feel bad for him. I think it sucks. 
Um, you know, it's just unfortunate. But um, Syracuse is looking at, you know, this Patrick Tepe. Uh, he he chose Duke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this shocking to anybody? I doubt it. So, but this Joshua Morgan is another forward, six nine, two hundred and twenty nine pounds. He's got a he's got a long list. Uh, with Long Beach State or something like that. I mean, yeah. when it comes to these guys, I, I've I've just learned over the years to just um, not care. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel? Uh, because, you know, I'm not going to be the one going on social media or whatever, being like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I'm acting so shocked. Like, come on, guys. We know <laughs> we know this. We've, we've read this book before. We've seen this movie before. Yeah. So um, are you one of those guys that gets hyped up on some of these prospects or what? No, I'm really not. I mean, I'm kind of with you. Um, I think even when when Syracuse offered to pay, like, I just greeted it with a little bit of of skepticism because, like, yes, of course, like his numbers are great, uh, shoots a good percentage, but he's also playing in the Ivy League, and and not <laughs> not to dump on the Ivy League, but you know, when you when you go up to the ACC, it's a different ball game. So, um, you know, I, I don't read too much into it. I, I didn't look at any tape. I didn't watch any tape on him or, or Seth Towns. Tape on Tepe. Uh, no tape on to pay. Uh, but That's so, right, so Seth I Downs. You know, I mean, you know, you know, I just no. Yeah. Anytime you get a guy, um, you know, that's like transferring up like that, I mean, you, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. And, you know, may, maybe he does have a really good year. I mean, I think he could have a good potential at Duke, and you know, they they do have a need at that position. So you know, maybe it works out really well, but. Um, no, I mean I don't. I don't really read too much into like the grad transfers and yeah, yeah, me either. I mean it's cool. I remember, to, it's cool to land them if you can land them, but sure. I mean, yeah, I remember when I saw the article. I would. B was playing awful, so I'm like, yes, let's get this guy. We need somebody in. And yeah. by the end of the year, I was like, I don't really. I care. mean, how you, funny? You feel okay with Baramo? Yeah. 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 How, how funny? How funny is it that that I mean, if you guys feel the same way, I feel like I'm fully confident in Barama CDB. At the end mm-hmm. of the season, the last five, seven games, end of the season, uh, I was still worried about his following a little bit, but totally confident in him doing what he needed to do. If he could survive not making stupid fouls like, over the back, he's famous for that. But, um, I mean, if he can continue that next year as a senior, I mean, we're going to be okay. You got John Bolajak, too, available off the bench. I mean, I think it's. I think we're going to be okay there. And you know, yeah, he's averaging a double double with three blocks and two steals. I know, I'll it's take amazing. that every day of the week. It's amazing. What the hell happened? I mean, you, you heard Jim lit into him in those damn pressers, and you know, <laughs> motivation. Just, did, does it just finally click, James? What's up? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I don't know. Sometimes that just sort of happens, where a guy just sort of finds his groove and finds his confidence and realizes, okay, you know what? I could play at this level. You know, I could play here. I could do this. Um, so I think, I think that's sort of just what happened with, with Barama. You know, he had a, he had a good game and, you know, one thing led to another. He kept his confidence high and, you know, he just played well throughout the, the end of the season. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the center position, you know, if, if nothing else, you have the depth there, right? I mean, right. I'm, I'm very high on Jesse Edwards. Uh, I don't think, you know, that's a big secret, but I think by you know his junior year, Jesse's going to be really, really good. You just got to. It's just a matter of putting just on you know some adding cheeseburgers, muscle. man. Yeah, he, yeah. Him and him and Marek both. Uh, uh, we we know that Marek actually you know he eats. he does the shakes and he actually tries. Yeah. Um, he eats a ton. He's just yeah. you know, he has that sort of body then that sort of metabolism. Just where he's just not yeah. it's just not in him. So no, yeah. As you know, yeah, well, it's cliche, but 
James, you're right. I mean, sometimes in sports, it really is just like you always hear it. Oh, it just clicks, right? Like sometimes they just figure it out and all of a sudden the confidence goes up and it just goes from there and it just they just turns into a completely different player. Everyone's looking for like the great story, like, oh, right. somebody must have said something to him or like, right. Um, you know, I, I think somebody was saying that, that Bayheim did get into him uh, at halftime one time. But like, you know, is, is that the reason why a guy suddenly starts playing better? I, I tend to think not. No, I mean, do you hear Jim after the UNC game when someone asked him about Brom? Was it after the UNC game? I think it was. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just remembered some things and I told him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gave him some tips finally. I, I, I finally started coaching him. I, I just didn't coach him all year, and I just figured now was a good time. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. To go back to what James was talking about, too, about those transfers, like he said, the people that left, it's not like – I mean, we pretty much have our starting five. Right. It's, it's going to be our starting five with or without those transfers, right? The only real thing that kills us as far as that goes is – you're not getting a graduate transfer, most likely not getting a graduate transfer that's going to come in on come oh, off the bench. bench. Yeah, and that's going to hurt. That's why I think Braswell not not going helped, and, mm-hmm. and we are going to need him because yeah. you don't know what like a guy like Woody Newton's going to do and sure. things like that. So, um, unless we end up getting a, a late, I don't know if there's late recruits or I don't know what it is. I just don't know if we're going to get, we might get a transfer like the guy from Long Beach state that has to sit out, but I think we're looking at what our roster might be next year. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think Syracuse.com had something, I think Donna DeToto wrote it, but, but behind basically said, you know, we're not in an emergency situation. You know, I, I think you'd like to, to see them at a guard just to have, you know, another, another person there, you know, cause otherwise, Somebody gets hurt. Uh, who, who yeah. plays well, that's the worst situation, right? Someone gets hurt, and I mean, and you need someone to step up full time. It's not just filling. Yeah. It's not just filling minutes somewhere if there's an issue. Um, that's what. That's kind of what you worry about. So, um, you know, James, famous for filming Elijah Hughes every chance, <laughs> every every chance he got. Now. That was you that filmed the one that's the GIF. It's the famous GIF where, I mean, it's become famous among Syracuse fans where he backs up against the wall and folds his arms and looks at you and then yeah. says, what the hell, and he walks away. <laughs> uh, right? That was you that filmed that, right? Yeah. He, he didn't say what the hell. He just, he just looked at the camera. You know, he, he, I think he does that to everybody, though, because like, I've, I've seen other people, um, just like from the main Syracuse account and stuff, where he'll like, I'll give the camera a look. Or he, you know, he's he's great, man. I mean, he was he was an awesome player to cover just because he's he's so personable. And um, you know, I think I made the point too is like he took the basketball serious, but he didn't take himself that serious. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, you know. So just like a fun guy to interview, you know, like very thoughtful, like you know, well spoken, and just always doing that sort of stuff, like busting on teammates or you know, looking at the camera, like. Even at the Miami game, I was like right in front of you know where the players' entrances. Yeah, I he saw that one. He's like he's like rubbing his arms together, you know, it's rubbing his hands together. So he he was just a fun player to cover. He was always doing that kind of stuff. I mean, it sucks when you got you know we knew he was going to be gone all year, but once it sets in and you're like, man, what an amazing player he was. You know, yeah. um, even last year he was good, and we we remember seeing him sitting on the bench, and Joe and I talking. You know, you could tell like when he was on the bench that year that he just wanted to play. 
I mean, he mm-hmm. wanted he wanted to play so bad. He wanted to come in, yeah. and and he was an immediate impact. And what he did this year is nothing short of just spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. Way underrated. Just an amazing player. And um, you know that's what sucks about college basketball, man. It, like you get attached to these guys, and and then they go, and if they go early, it's just that much more worse. But um, just an amazing player, Elijah Hughes. Uh, he'll be missed. Uh, we, Think he's a hundred percent gone. I don't think he's 100% gone, but I'm just going to... I wasn't asking you. Oh, thanks, Joe. <laughs> uh, what a d- I would I would say he's probably 99.5% gone. Yeah. Let's say that. Okay. Now, I know because me and Sean were talking about it the other day about how this possible, you know, the coronavirus and everything and everything getting pushed back and how, you know, the players didn't have the ACC tournament, NCAA tournament stage. I mean, we've seen guys come out of nowhere having a mediocre years you didn't even hear of all of a sudden they come into the ACC tournament or the NCAA tournament and all of a sudden they're a first rounder and you go to the combine you do your your pro days and stuff so if you can't do any of that and people and he already is kind of underrated as it is I mean you see what I'm saying you see what I'm getting at like we were talking about how that could kind of it's just a weird situation it's not a normal year yeah you're, you're absolutely right I mean there's a point um you know, let's let's say the combine gets pushed back or it doesn't happen. Right. Um, you know, maybe there's still that feedback and they're saying, hey, you know, maybe you, you might not get picked this year. Uh, but yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he does go back. Uh, but but I would I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that. I would lean the other way and say he's he's most. Yeah, likely. I'm just I'm just trying to keep my hope up. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, he made it try to he like let it be known that he was still keeping his options open. And I've even seen some websites where it's basically like he's still in a situation where he can come back. But so as long as he's in that, that status, I'm going to hold my hopes out for sure. Well, if he does, Syracuse will welcome back with open arms. Oh, absolutely. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we do have one buy seller hold. I hate to pop this on you, but it's an easy one. I think Joe and I kind of already went through it. Um, the other day, but I want to get your thoughts because we mentioned when we went when we did it, we wished you were here to to get your thoughts on it. So, um, Greg Paulus actually won uh, first year coach of the season or whatever, right? What was it? The John B. Hall? What the hell? The was it? Joe B. Hall. Joe B. Like Hall. The, Joe B. Yeah, Hall first, Award. First year coach award. Best first year coach of the country. Whatever. Whatever. Right. Yeah, uh, so immediately, you know how Syracuse fans are. He's going to be the next head coach of Syracuse. Mark it down right now. It's Greg Paulus. It's Greg Paulus in two years. James, buy, sell, or hold. Greg Paulus, the next coach of the Syracuse Orange basketball team. Sell. Yeah, I sold too. The next, well, I mean, maybe maybe there's a scenario where Jim Beheim coaches for 20 more years. Greg Paulus takes over a Power 5 team, goes to the tournament a couple times, and then Finally, the job opens up, and then then he's that coach. Maybe, maybe that's the the only reality. But no, I mean, look, like Ni- Niagara and Syracuse. I mean, two completely different programs. Um, Greg Greg's had success. Um, you know, he can continue climbing and, and working up the coaching ladder, and um, he can probably take a good position somewhere else someday. But uh, you know, I, I w- what makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. 
but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Would not. I would not say it's likely that he, he takes the Syracuse job anywhere in the near future. Yeah. Um, but, you know, fun to talk about because we ain't got nothing else. So, uh, yeah. look, hey, James, have you been keeping up with the Cuse Militia Movie Madness or what? I know you haven't been on social media a lot, so I don't know how much of it you've seen. He's shaking his head no already. His head's down. Take that I, as a I've note. seen a few. <laughs> I, I have a problem with the selection committee, though, because Karate Kid was way underseated. <laughs> this is a, this is an injustice because not only are they underseated and they're not respected, you're also giving whoever that that top seed is a really tough matchup going up against Karate Kid. So that's that's all I got to say. There. Karate Kid, a great movie. It had to go up. Uh, Karate Kid slotted a 14 seed by uh, Lance Georgievich. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> it had to go up against uh three seed the sandlot the sandlot uh pulled it out it wasn't it wasn't a brutal matchup but they pulled it out easily um so we just finished the action adventure region first of all james before we go through i want to get your picks on these real quick we'll all do our picks real quick um i want to get your thoughts just on as far as movies go you've been locked in the house anything you've seen recently that you've liked um uh, or, or what's your favorite? Well, first, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite movie uh, right now? My favorite movie of all time is Die Hard. No first way, was, really? Yeah, Hold, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I have to go here. I have to go here. This has okay. been a huge point of contention here. Every <laughs> holiday, uh, I watch Die Hard. Yes, it I watch a Christmas movie. No, it's not. Yes, I, it is. <laughs> it is absolutely a Christmas movie. 
It happens on Christmas Eve. Come on. I watch I watch Die Hard every Christmas Eve. That's my thing. My wife okay. and my, even my my wife used to hate it. Now she enjoys it. But uh, I I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I just don't. I'm not buying the Christmas movie feel to it. It's just not is very it, Christmas. Is it a Christmas Eve, Eve movie. Is it no, a Christmas Eve? no. It happens during Christmas Eve. That's it. All right. All right. Well, I, Joe, I th- Joe's with you. Joe's with you. Box, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would break the t- I would break the tie. Yes. Uh, I love Die Hard, though. I really do. Great movie. Um, okay. So you've been cooped up in there since Monday, James. You haven't you haven't left the apartment since Monday. Um, yeah. What have you, you What have you been doing? So Netflix action or what? I, I've been working. So I've been I've been working. That's what I've mostly been doing. <laughs> well, that's working. good that you're able to do that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a good thing, I guess. Um, yeah, I've been working a lot, but you know what I've I've actually found myself doing is that's on right now. I've been I've been watching the the OJ Made in America, Thirty for Thirty, the the documentary. Oh, okay. I've been I've been watching that throughout this week. I, have you guys seen that or no? No, I have not. Well, it's it's really it's really well done. It's actually done. Uh, I think Syracuse fans will remember it. Um, Ezra Edelman, he's the same guy that did the the Requiem for the Big East, Thirty for Thirty. Yeah. So same director there. So and he, he okay. did a great job with that. Um, but I, I've been watching that, and then you know what I've been meaning. It's funny you mentioned The Walking Dead. I'm, I've been meaning to catch up on that because I'm about a season behind, and I've yeah. I've watched from the first season, so I've been meaning to catch up on that. But I just I haven't had time to do it yet. So okay, all right, this is good. Joe, are you caught up with The Walking Dead right now? I am caught up. Yes, I'm caught up too. It this is a show that just never gets old. The storyline never gets boring. It never gets old. It's well, always some st- people think it kind of went I, downhill. Oh, uh, I thought it went downhill and for then that one season. Like the yeah, the whispers has changed the game. Yes, yes. Because there was a couple, there was a couple seasons and stuff like that where people were like, "Well, I'm just kind of watching it because I'm invested." <laughs> you know, like five years. That's in. where I was. You know, you, right? You watch a show for so long and you get invested with it, and you're saying, "Well, you know, it's I'm not as interested as I once was, but." I've got to see how it ends sort of thing. Yeah. So and the problem with that was that fear of the walking dead came out the other series. And that was right around when the walking dead was slowing down. So I think that held people back from even watching that one when that one's pretty good too. Right. So I, I watched the first two seasons of that and I couldn't do it anymore. But the, this season of the walking dead last season and this season so far, there's two, I think there's three episodes left after this. Hey, no, don't keep. Hey, he hasn't. He's, he's, I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything. But it's been great. Like, like great. if if it, just to give you incentive to watch it, it's been fantastic. So, um, the other thing was, oh, I'm I never watched season seven of Game of Thrones, but um, you know, no, don't. Are you telling me did not? No, I'm shaking my head like I can't believe you. Oh right uh, well, I yeah. don't have that. What was it? HBO. I don't have HBO, and I was, um, you know, I was getting the DVDs from a friend of mine, and they didn't get season seven yet, so I don't have it. But uh, you know, I'm not getting HBO just to watch it. You know, I used to do that with Dexter. I used to get Cinemax just to watch Dexter, and then cancel it. You know, but yeah, um, see, I'm still not over the sports thing, so like, I'm still very bitter about it. Mm. Yeah, this so. is the opposite of James has accepted it. Joe is definitely more bitter than me, but I'm still pretty bitter, man, because I got f- four races into NASCAR, and this is like, they're like <laughs> about to pack this up. 
I'm a little upset, man. I mean, you know, that's my summertime like March gig. March Madness for me. Oh, you're, you're oh absolutely. You're not watching the cherry spitting contest? You're not watching that? We watched the icy, icy Steps or whatever the Slippery hell it is. Steps. Slippery Steps. <laughs> Slippery Steps. I watched the Tetris World Championship. I watched the Golden <laughs> Tee Championship. So I didn't think you could reach that far. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I know, who, right? who even thinks that he's... I know. Games, but. but I've been watching the old, uh, old tournament games. A couple days ago, I watched the old uh, Syracuse Gonzaga, where we came back and beat I'm them, s- and then Virginia the next game. Last night, I fell asleep to 2003 Syracuse I, I, Oklahoma I got, State. I, I got to be honest, man. I'm so sick of watching repeats of Syracuse games and college basketball in general. When yeah. you already maybe know maybe the gonna UConn happen. one's been on a lot, but I haven't watched that 2003 Oklahoma State game in a while. I mean, yeah. I know, I get it, but I mean, holy cow! Like, I'm, I'm getting sick of you know on this day in 1942. <laughs> played a game and won. Like, Yay! Here's a here's a still we, we photo. It. <laughs> it's black and white. See this guy? No one knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. On this day, Wilma Sadat Singh played a basketball, scored <laughs> twenty points. It's like I I don't care. I re- really don't. Care. I don't either. But the the writers are reaching. I mean, they got yeah. nothing. I think, and you know, like we're we're all guilty of it, right? Like I, I won't, you know, deny it. Like we're all kind of. Oh yeah, you know, we're we doing a movie out. bracket for crying. Yeah, out we're loud. doing a movie. I know. I was gonna say reaching right. movie, movie to so talk about. Exactly. Like we're all guilty of some things, but like I, I think I think we're all really showing like just how desperate we are for content and for people to read and like interact. I think. Yeah. I think this is really telling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're putting up. And it's across the board. When ESPN's airing cherry spitting, whatever it is, contests. You know, we're all doing on uh, 1977, Syracuse played this game. What's your what's your favorite? You know what I mean? Like we're we're stretching for content right now. We oh, are. Yeah. We are. So, so be- before before we get into the picks, right, we, I keep thinking of things to, to ask you. So Joe and I, we were, we were thinking about we're like, look, we, we should do one of these one of these brackets and just you know maybe we'll do a small 32 team bracket on something. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's do beer. And Joe actually said he's like. I don't know. I'll bet you noons will do a beer one. Let's just let's find something else to do. So we did the movie one, and the next day noons came out with the beer one. I'm like, oh cool. Well, I'll get in on this. I'm pretty. I, I know beer pretty good. I'm I'm a I'm a craft beer guy and everything like that. So I'm looking mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh crap. I, I have no idea. What- <laughs> <laughs> I have that, no idea John. what the, what this stuff is. So yeah. It was well John, done. John I just don't know what to do. John's really into all the beer and all that. He uh, he dabbles pretty frequently in that stuff. So I just didn't but, know what was what. Like, okay, this is a brewer. These are breweries. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Like, I, I've gotten into it, you know, and then like we, we've seen it, you know, across the country really, really blow up. And even even in Syracuse now, like there's a lot of craft breweries and that sort of thing. But um, I've I've gotten into it like passively. I'm not like admittedly, I'm not like a huge beer guy. Uh, but I've gotten into it a little bit, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know like all these breweries and all like different beers and sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'll tell you, I don't know. Like they, in, in Raleigh, they have these breweries, right? And, oh, yeah. you, know, and, and yeah. you go and you can actually, you can get drinks and everything. You go in, there's no TVs, go yeah. to order food, nor, no food. It's and very I'm like, bare. There's food trucks outside. And a food truck. I'm just like, yeah. all right, I just want to go to a sports bar. Yeah. <laughs> just get a beer and watch, yeah. you know. It's funny. Like, be, it's be, it's that's funny. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm not saying the beer sucks. I'm just saying that's not my 
my my stick. Right, and it's funny because this the local sports bar will serve the local beer you're going to get. Right. At the yeah. place without the TVs in the Not very the very yeah. barren uh, you know, warehouse. One of ours in Virginia Beach is in an old fire station, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But you walk in and it's just a it's a bar, a list of beer, some taps. Okay. <laughs> and they got some picnic tables outside and there's some food trucks out there. But I can get that beer at the local bar that the sports bar by my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, you gotta like go go with a group and like some of them will have like beanbag toss or like whatever like all these other things. Like, yeah, you know you gotta go with a group for that sort of thing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, something like that though, if anything, it kind of John's just giving guys a list of hey, you like these breweries? You ever go to these places? Hey, it's almost like a list for people who travel or maybe for True. you know people who don't know. So, um, yeah. well, all right, let's get into this. I want to get your guys' picks. Okay, so what we've been doing after every round finishes up. So uh, we had the one seed Empire Strikes Back Star Wars against uh, 16 seed Independence Day. Um, oh, James is pointing. That's what I watched the other day. I got into Star Wars a little bit the other day. Did you? But so I'm James, huge, how I'm old not are you? Huge Star Wars guy. I'm not. How old are you, James? I'm not either. 28. 28. Okay. All right. So he's a couple few years older than little, Tyler. It was a little before my like. You know, we we came up with it, but I think the generation before me. That was like the the peak audience of Star Wars, you know. Yeah, it's like my older cousin. I'm 41, so like my older cousin's like 47. It's like that mm-hmm. was the real deal. Yeah. Like I'm, cult fans. I'm 37, yeah. and I'm like my dad made me watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's probably the only reason why I've seen them. I haven't even seen any of the new ones. I've seen just the old ones, and so yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I picked Independence Day. Uh, okay. Well, I'll be honest, you know, because it's coming back through. Like, my son is the one that got me into it. I was never into it. So, you know, about eight years ago, my son was like five. That's when we started watching them. And it was my first time really Through the new ones, them. though. Through all of them. Like, sitting down and watching them start to finish. I had watched them, but I wasn't paying attention. But this is the first time I actually sat down and watched them all, you know, all the way through. And I enjoy them. I do. I do. But, but the storylines don't match up it's kind of weird like that you got the it's brother, one the brother and the brother one and the sister kissing yeah no you have to make it a one because it's so popular you have to so anyways if it what hey it will lose if it if it deserves to lose it will lose so who i picked empire <laughs> strikes back uh empire strikes back independence day james what'd you pick yeah what, what'd go you pick? empire strikes back okay joe picked independence day all right the next one we got on here would be an eight seed indiana jones raiders of the lost ark i love that mooney movie but they put it we we seeded them John and then put them together so the nine seed goonies <laughs> goonies which was great goonies oh yeah i went goonies john mooney <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go the john mooney. I'll go with the goonies um the goonies was probably it was still before your time, wasn't it, James? A little. A little no, I mean, like, I watched it growing oh, up. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 12 years old, watched it. Oh, yeah. This, this one shocked me, and I love it because this is, this is one of my favorites. Five Seed Avengers Affinity Wars, which is huge in the box office, just like huge, absolutely huge, against the 12 Seed Batman 1989 version with Michael Keaton. I picked Batman. I love that movie. It's yeah. freaking nostalgic. Uh, it's great. What do you What do you got, James? Every year in the NCAA tournament, well, except this year, there's always a 12 seed over a five. I'm going with Batman. Man. That's right, Joe. <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't vote because I haven't seen any both neither of these movies. You okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, if Batman won. I don't. Batman won. Batman. Batman won. This one. This next one was a tough one for me. I love both of these movies. Four seed Back to the Future, the original, obviously, versus the thirteen seed Top Gun. Top Gun, as I mentioned before, one of the best soundtracks uh, of all time. You know, just absolutely, absolute eighties. Awesome, great movie. But I'm sorry, I did pick Back to the Future. It's just that good, James. I'm, I'm going with Top Gun, man. Tom Cruise oh, had a lot of swag yeah. in Top Gun. It, it, it was it was a hard choice for me. It really was. I took Top Gun too. Did you? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Back to the Future took that one. Um, so so far we got Empire Strikes Back versus the Goonies, and then we got Batman, 1989 version versus Back to the Future. That could be it for Batman. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. So Back to the Future one. Yeah, over Top Gun. Yeah. Um, Pirates, Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Cur- Pearl, six seed versus eleven seed ET, which. Um, you know, I got, I got, I I, I got a, not a fan favorite, but it won on social media. I picked ET. I love Pirates of the Caribbean though. I love the whole series. I love every single one of them. I think they're great. James, what did you, what do you think? I'll go with Pirates of the Caribbean just because I was never an ET guy. Yeah. ET, the ETs, you were, by the time you were born, the the special effects ET were like, might as well have just been. You know, a marionette <laughs> and some puppets and stuff. <laughs> it was bad. It was and you're right bad. about. I mean, I know some people that actually don't like Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's hard for me to watch any of those movies and be like, "How do you not find these entertaining?" I love those movies. Yes, thank you, Joe. We agree on something finally. Um, so ET took it. All right. Well, I know what James chose here. Three C Die Hard versus fourteen C Jaws. I picked Die Hard. James picked Die Hard. Joe picked Die Hard. I already know that. Die Hard won. So it'll be eating Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, you gave Jaws you gave Jaws a tough matchup, buddy. Jaws got Jaws got Jaws got crushed in that. So I think they were where they should have been. They got crushed as well. They should have. If you put Jaws against ET, Jaws would have won. Well, I don't know about that. E.T. was an 11 seed, guys. It's not like I seeded this thing high. Okay? Not, not like <laughs> Joe's going Joe's to keep... There's a problem with the selection committee here. No, no consistency. No, I got a problem. I have an issue because Sean, he released my two regions first, knowing that it was going to be more commented on first, and then it was going to kind of die down a little bit. So now no one even comments about his shit. Well... But... Bro, hey, oh, maybe, bleep that out. maybe maybe my stuff is just a little bit it's done a little bit better, Joe, and it's not much to complain about. You ever think about that? No, that's no, impossible. I never. <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> so we got eleven seed ET versus Die Hard. Uh, that's it for ET, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, we got two more here. Uh, Ten seed Stand by Me, or excuse me, hold on. Seven seed Star Wars: mm. A New Hope, which is the original Star Wars. Um, and I probably, this is one of my regrets putting two Star Wars in here. I shouldn't have done it. But when you go through and you look at most popular movies of all time and things like that, these two kept popping up and it's like a cult following. So I felt like I should do it, but I do regret it. It was probably one of my worst decisions in this side of the back. Backpedaling. So, well, I'm just admitting when I'm wrong, Joe, unlike some people. Uh, so seven... (laughs) Seven seed Star Wars A New Hope versus 10 seed Stand By Me. Stand By Me is a freaking classic. I love that movie. I chose Stand By Me. James, have you seen Stand By Me? That's a great movie. 
I've seen Stand By Me. I'm going with Star Wars, man. Oh, wow. Joe. Uh, I went Stand, Stand By Me. Okay. Well, Star Wars mm-hmm. A New Hope took it. Uh, all right. One more. <clears throat> this this was this was the upset, or maybe it wasn't. Okay. This is maybe a mistake I, I made, but I thought it was legit because uh, it was two, a mistake. Two seed Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, which is the first one that came out, versus a 15 seed Castaway. Castaway was a good movie, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I chose Lord of the Rings, man. Lord of the Rings. I could watch Lord of the Rings on repeat, like all day. I love it. It's awesome. James, what's the what is the what is this region? This is the action adventure region. So you picked a movie with a guy stranded on an island is action and adventure. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was classified as that when I I actually did some research on mine, Joe, and I went (laughs) (laughs) and I went through and I did some research and uh, it was in there. It was in there. It was an adventure. It's an adventure. Guy yelling at a volleyball, right? This is why I called it action adventure. Not so much action. But adventure. Okay. Sure. I picked Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. James, what about you? I want to pick neither. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> There you go. Thank you. James, trash James, and James, trash. James skipped that one. Joe. Trash? I went Lord of the Rings. Okay. All right. Good. So that's it'll like, be. That's like the, the NCAA tournament matchup where you got like. Duke playing Kentucky, and you just you hope both of them lose. Absolutely, yep. I'm with you, James. Exactly, and it's not possible, but you still are thinking, well, maybe there is a chance that this could happen, <laughs> right? So, uh, uh, seven seed, a new hope versus fifteen seed, Castaway is going to be um, Castaway the, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. yeah, yeah. So then, you well, let let's Jaws just lose. hold on. Well, well, hold on. Let's just look at. Let's just let's just. I would just want to get James's thought on one thing. This has been a very, con- uh, 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 a very um, controversial seeding, and and I agree because this is just this is really bad. Um, a two seed meet the parents versus a fifteen seed Anchorman. Fifteen seed for Anchorman? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible! I love Lamp. James, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm going with San Diego. <laughs> Joe, Joe, giving the giving the boot to Anchorman like that, man. Anchorman won though, so don't face seven seat Tommy boy. Yeah, that's All what right. I'm saying. Richmond over Syracuse. That's the that's the upset. <laughs> yes. I had a couple upsets yes. in my bracket. I had a couple upsets in my bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe did have the closest matchup so far. I forget what it was, but it was only one vote off. Oof. Yeah, it was. I mean, um, it was uh, Space Jam and White Men Can't Jump. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Really good. What were those seeds, too? Because I think they were actually seeded to be like a, a tough matchup. You did a good job with that one. Uh, I thought it was 8-9. Oh, eight, eight, oh, no, it wasn't. It was a 4 or and a four. 13. Oh, the other, it was, the other one was... Um, Longest Yard was Varsity Blues was only a difference of four yeah. votes, I think. Yeah. So. yeah. Longest Yard, man. Oh, Varsity Blues, too. Yeah. It, it wasn't easy, man. Oh. And I, when you go back and look, I, I missed a bunch. I kept some out just because I didn't like them. I mean, I know Rudy's a classic, but I just yeah. don't really like that movie. I'm not going to – it's just – Well, it's like you put Rudy and you put Hoosiers in, and you got to put the Express in. So we took all three of them out because we didn't want anybody tipping the scales with the Express. I didn't want that to, like, run the table, you know, mm-hmm. with the with the with you know the crowd that we got voting on this. Yeah. So um, we took all three of them out. And I can only pick one – 
and I can like only pick one Kevin Costner sports movie. So because he's in like eight, he could have done more. No one put any rules on that. But anyway, all right. I didn't want to. I th- I think that's all I got, guys. I'm not the one that put Tom Hanks in there ten times. How can uh, you not? I didn't even. It wasn't on purpose. He's just, just in every movie. Fun. You didn't have to put Castaway in there. That's true. Castaway sucks. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Touche, Joe. Um, well, James, dude, don't be a stranger, bro. I, I hit you up once in a while, checking in on it, making sure you're good. Be safe there. You know, I got a good feeling that um, things are going to be getting better. But, um, you know. You just heard it here first. Stay, stay safe, yep. man. I just, you know, it sucks being where you're at. I mean. Um, I know it's probably tough. You're probably freaking going out of your mind. Can you get food delivered? Is that no. what you... <laughs> really? No. I mean, the, the only things that are really open right now are grocery stores and pharmacies. And like a few of the bodegas, like I, for, those, bodega, for those that aren't bro? familiar, a bodega is just kind of like a corner store. I mean, I guess it's kind of oh, like I a gotcha. gas station equivalent. Without, like a 7-Eleven? Without the gas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. But th- those are the only things, and I mean, like maybe like the post office, but that's really it. So you can go get groceries if you need to. I can get groceries. I can get groceries. Is it yep. wiped out though? Uh, you know what? It hasn't been that bad. I mean, right right before, you know, the city went into lockdown, there was a lot of panic, and I mean, you would go through, and there's like no bread, you know, things like that. Um, there's still there's always been like the perishables, like vegetables, fruits, like all that stuff's there. Uh, but na- but now it hasn't been bad. I mean, pretty much like everything's there. There's bread, um, all that sort of stuff. So and how not a problem? How is this thing? How is it being enforced? Like I mean, uh, what are the situations where like what if you just wanted to go outside right now and go for a run? Could you? Y- yeah, no. I mean, I could go outside and walk around and wouldn't have too much problem. Uh, but if you were like gathering in a park or something, and that's yeah. been, then then you'd be told to go home. Okay. Uh, you know, police are kind of like enforcing that, patrolling that, but it's but it's not like it's not like overboard crazy, like no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you know, it's we joke about it, like it is, it is more desolate. But but I would go outside, and there, there'd still be cars driving up and down the road. Well, I'm just saying that because there's people in America that think that there's like martial law going on, and people yeah. have, and you have national guard on the streets and stuff like that. So. No, nobody's like looting or like robbing each other's house. Yeah. Like that, we're we're all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. we're getting close to close to that anyway, right, Sean? Down here, I mean, we're um, pretty much on a non-essential travel ban. I mean, so yeah, I'm essential for my job. Joe's essential for his job. There's tons. I mean, look, there's a lot of traffic here anyway. We got in the Navy here. We got plenty. We got. I mean, there's military bases and things all over the place here, and yeah. um, so there's there's the traffic. It hasn't been like. Rush hour traffic's a little thinner. You notice it, and but the morning traffic's not much different that I have to deal with. No, I which, can notice mine. Mine's mine's about the same. The only difference is is there's not a ton of people whipping by me, which so makes me think there's less cars on the road. But when I merge onto the interstate, it seem it looks the same because I drive at night, so I see the headlights, or I drive in yeah. you know early morning, which is dark out. But um, you know, I was telling I I mentioned this on, the, on another show earlier the week in this week, but I was telling Joe that my wife got a um, she works for a pharmacy and she got a printable card that is basically a hall pass saying it is for her to give law enforcement or whoever 
uh, that says, you know, I am an essential employee. I work for da da da, and, and and I'm on my way to work or I'm on my way home from work. And I was like, you know, I was a little bit like, well, that's a little bit. I think now, knowing what I know now, I think it was probably just cautionary for the, for the company. Yeah. It's a big company. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she hasn't had to use it or anything. But, you know, you see stuff like that in it, in it, in it kind of, it can create, not fear, but it could be disruptive. You know, you're like, oh, man, what the hell's going on? You know, what's next? But, you know, I just I just pray that everybody can get get back to normal lives soon, man. And, and you know, I know it sucks for for everybody. I know sales at my work is 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 thinning out. And I mean, it's just um, it just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything just flipped on its head. And it's, uh, yeah. here we are. So but we can always do this. That's why we're doing the week long shows. And James, <laughs> yeah. obviously, you're welcome back anytime, man. And sooner than later. Uh, but um, we will obviously have you back when something breaks when we find out what the hell is going on maybe we'll we'll get you back so i appreciate you coming on though um yeah thanks to uh, any final thoughts anybody either one of you goofballs oh, we'll, we'll have stuff to talk about i mean we got the dome the renovations have already started yes. right we'll True. have uh presumably some transfer news maybe in maybe out um you know we got tbt coming up as well tbt said they're they're still going full force so yeah, we'll have that stuff coming up as well. So we'll, we'll have stuff to talk about, man. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you want to follow James, you're still writing, right? I see. I'm still. I'm. You know, I haven't even really been writing as much lately. I've gotten like the news up, you know, just with Elijah and like the transfer. Saw the Elijah so, piece. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll be I'll be writing more uh, going in. You know, I'll probably be writing about. Um, you know, just whatever happens with the transfers and stuff like that. So you, right. you can find me on Noons. You know, every, everybody knows. Yep, everybody, everybody knows where James yes, is at. Um, check him out on noonsmagician.com. Thank you, Armchair. Thank you, Simply Safe. Thank you, LinkedIn. Thank you to all of you listening, taking the time to do it this week. We appreciate it. Uh, for Joe and James, I'm Sean. We're out. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.